This is a Balanced Brain Podcast with your hosts, Melanie Nicholson and Sean Clift. Welcome back to the Balanced Brain Podcast. My name's Sean Clift, and I'm joined once again by my good friend and co-host, Melanie Nicholson, and the emphasis on friend, Melanie, because that's what our topic's about today. How are you, my friend? I'm really good, thanks, Sean. That's great. Um, Look, great topic today. So our podcast is all about friendships. Let's get into it. You and I met pretty randomly, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, about 10 years ago. Um, We're both working in political offices and we had a meeting and uh, you actually drove me back home because I couldn't get back home for some reason. And we're just having a big chat in the car about our lives and and how I was going to be talking about my um, acquired brain injury in front of some audiences. And you were giving me some media tips about that. That's right. Yes. I got straight to telling you about my life pretty quickly yeah that's correct well you had to really because I think I sort of helped you out with that that process there to do some speaking at that time yeah definitely it was really it was really handy and yeah we just we built that rapport really quickly and but we started out as sort of professional colleagues didn't we we sort of did some consulting work together we did some training workshops we did some marketing stuff so we had a really good professional relationship to start with so how do you think we became the great mates that we are now uh I actually think well I think we're both really upfront and honest about what was going on in our lives at the moment at the time whether it was just stresses or things that were on our mind but we didn't really have start off I guess in a superficial sense did we we just went straight into what was what was happening all around us and I think that's where you build a friendship pretty quickly when you you know might might talk about those type of things that take a while to develop normally yeah absolutely well I think because we were sort of working on your speaking engagements around your brain injury you know we're talking about how you know um, things are affecting you so you're pretty you're pretty vulnerable to me up front I was probably a little bit guarded to start with but um we sort of developed a, a good trust with each other. And then, um, you know, I was, I was going through my um, issues with mental health. I'd just been through, you know, a major job breakdown and that was very, very stressful. And um, I don't know, I think there was a bit of trust there between us really early and we started being quite honest and vulnerable with each other and developed a really good friendship really quickly. Yeah, and I was at a time in my life where friendships, like I've always had in my 20s had really good Friendship is a really critical part of my life. And then once I sort of hit 30, well, people, you know, tend to marry off and have kids. And I was single for all of my 30s and without kids. So I was kind of in a bit of a no man's land with friendship. So I was quite open to meeting new friends, but I, I didn't know how to go about that. But it just, it turns out that some of the best friendships I've made are random yeah, absolutely. occurrences like that. So and that I just learned to that's how things should be sometimes instead of pushing it. Yeah. So here we are, hey, 10 years later and we've got a podcast, 22 episodes in. Yes. Yeah. No, it's really good. Sean, should I start with some of the research that I did? on? Google yeah, absolutely. So around what, have you, what do you got? So it was a big trending topic last year. So not 2020, but 2021 was big. So right. over, there was a huge jump in people uh, Googling how to reconnect with friends after COVID, um, how to make yeah. friends. 
Yep. Is it normal to be jealous of friends? That could be a young person's question. Sounds like uh, it. Yeah. Is it normal to argue with friends? And uh-huh. is it normal not to have any friends? Well, that's really interesting. Well, yeah. well I mean, let, let's go with this, the first one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's been a big, um, that'd be a big topic because being locked down and those lockdowns for that period of time, people are working how to reconnect. I mean, particularly if you've got friends from interstate or, or from, you know, other areas where at that one point in time, remember what it was like for you and I, Melanie? It, it yeah. was, what, 12 months before you could get across the border into Queensland to visit your friends and family? We didn't see each other for 12 months. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, the other thing I was thinking that might be contributing to that is the big work from home thing for a lot of people. Like, Oh, yeah, people, that's a very right? good point. Because if I think about how I made all my friendships when I was younger, it was through the workplace. Like when I was in the Air Force, that that was a given. And then even when I was at the Child Support Agency, we had a massive social club and that's where I knew all my friends. So I'm just wondering if that's having a a part. I totally agree. I mean, some of the the great friends that I've made over the years were through, you know, the work environment. So, you know, like when you're stuck working from home, you're not there, you're missing out on that social circle i think that's that's a really good point but also you know just the the physical barriers of of lockdown and border closures and stuff like that made it hard to 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 sort of connect with people as well yeah and i think i guess it made it hard to connect with family so you know i guess a lot of people would have to prioritize family over seeing mates right like if you haven't seen your mum yeah exactly exactly yeah so that's my thing but I do think these are things that have always been around pre-COVID like oh definitely how do I reconnect with old people particularly the last point is it normal not to have any friends I mean there's a lot of research going around now particularly for men Melanie that that um you know men once they hit their 30s and they have children their friendship groups diminish rapidly. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's unusual for a lot of men in particular, and I'm just talking from um, from anecdotal evidence and a couple of articles that I've read, but there's a lot of, lot of blokes out there that don't have a lot of friends. No. And, you know, I, I think it's important, you know, if we're talking about values, some people, they obviously value friendships in a different way. Some people, it's really important to have mates and that, you know, includes for men as well. And for some people, it's just a nice to have. So not everyone values that, but I, you know, I think most people would love, you know, one or two good mates because I think it's it's always good for our mental health to have that balance. I totally agree. I mean, I totally agree with that. I'm very lucky. I've got um, a really great circle of friends in fact I've got a couple a couple of circles of friends um you know that that I spend a lot of time with that that I I value deeply but I think there's probably men out there and guys out there that they just get really busy with their work they focused on their career they've got kids at home it becomes a little bit harder to sort of have the time for those friendships but um you know it takes a lot of effort to maintain friendships it does and you know it's really interesting your situation because you're one of the few men I know who've had mates since high school and really close mates I've I've had I've actually had mates since since I was in primary school in fact after we record this podcast um you, you know I'm starting to get ready to catch up with those guys um every year we go away on holidays together. There's five families that go away and we've been all been friends for well over 30 years. In one case, 35 years we've been friends. So 
Um, you know, my best friend Gary and I have been mates since I was five years old. Um, and my other best mate, Chris, I've been mates with him since I was 11 years old. And my other best mate, Jeremy, these are the families that are going to catch up together in a little seaside town up at Woodgate next week. So that those friendships we've had for, for, for so long, for so long, it's, it's, um, I'm very, very lucky. But have you kept them going? Like, I think that's what a lot of listeners would, would like to know. Like, how have you kept friendships that long? And what, what are the key ingredients? And how do you maintain that when you've got family, you've got kids? Well, like I said, it takes effort. But also, like, it, you know, after all of these years, particularly with that friendship group, you know, like so much has changed, so much has gone on through our lives and somehow we've just sort of managed to keep it going. So if I reflect on it, really, I mean, but like part of what we're doing when we go away is, is almost a ritual in a way. It's almost a, um, like it's, it's, it's a part of our culture. It's something that we do every year. So as often as I sort of catch up with those guys you know, individually, and sometimes we catch up as a group. Our, our, our other close friend, Jeremy, that's he lives up in Agnes Water, so it's quite a distance away, so it's a sort of six-hour drive away, so not able to catch up with him as much. So that's part of the reason why we get together every year. We have a week every year, about this time of year, where we um, celebrate those friendships. So there's a lot of reminiscing, a lot of old stories, a lot of good laughs, um, but it's also about, you know, our kids now connecting with each other. And what, what the most beautiful thing to see is, is that after all of these years, when we were knocking around together as 10 and 11 and 12 year olds, our kids are knocking around together and they're developing those friendships as well. So for example, my little girl, Rosanna, and my, you know, my best mate, Chris's little girl, Kalani, uh, they're best buds. It's 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 so beautiful to see, and so I think that you know we call each other regularly. Um, you know, I'd probably be on the phone to those guys. You know, once a week, once or twice a week. Uh, my yeah, friend Jeremy, yeah, my friend Jeremy, he, he he's a fly, uh, uh, you know, uh, mining worker, so he has a he has a long drive once a week to get to work, and that's he will religiously call us on that drive to have a chat and to catch up. Um, you know, you've got to celebrate those milestones and successes in life. Um, all of us now have very different, uh, very different lives. You know, like we, some of us are sort of in the corporate sector. Some of us are tradesmen. Some of us are creatives. We've been musicians. Some of us have been musicians at times. It's a, it's a crazy kind of thing. And, and it's got to the stage now where it really doesn't matter what, in inverted commas, social status or, you know, um, income levels or what any, any of us are at, none of us care because at the end of the day, it still feels like we're teenagers catching up when we all get together. Yeah. So I think, you know, you've got to, but the other thing is, Melanie, the critical thing is, and, and you'll know that because you and I have, have this rapport as well, is that you've got to be there through the bad times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where I think that's where a lot of friendships come undone. Absolutely. Um, and that's when you really and it's like anything, right? Like any kind of relationship that 
of any type that we have as humans. Like it's when the the hard times hit. Um, but well, when the hard times hit, you know who your genuine friends are because there's people that'll be in your life, Melanie. That'll be there in the good times. That will have a beer with you at the pub and they'll play pool or whatever it is and they'll have a good laugh with you and they want to go out and, I don't know, play golf or whatever. But when the hard times come, they don't want to be around you because that brings them down. They'd rather just be with someone else to go to the pub with and play golf with or whatever it is. It's when you're going through the rough stuff and your friends are saying, it's okay, mate. I'm there for you. I'm coming around. I'm going to see you. I'm going to ring you. Yep. We're going to go out somewhere and you're going to talk to me and tell me all about what's happening. They can give a friendly ear, some kind advice. Just listen. Just be there to tell you everything's going to be okay. They're your true friends. Yeah. And I think, like, I think it sounds like you have an exceptional, um, you know, you, I think you're probably the exception to the world where you've had really long-term friends that you've grown with. And I just, I even wonder if there's a difference between men and women with how, have you, like, is that your observation with friendships? Because I find that there's, particularly when I was younger, there was a lot of intensity between female friendships, like a okay, lot of intensity, right. normally because, you know, the guys matured a bit later. So you'd be, you know, especially when I was yep, 17, 19, I was in the Air Force, like um, we had really what I would call intense friendships as girls, you know, like we were, were, we really just lived in each other's pockets. But there seems to, there's more complexity I've found and I'm generalising here um, with women's friendships. And, and I've always had a mixture of male and female friendships and yep. I get different things from like I find that men, and it sounds like you're like this with your mates, where it can just be, it'd be really chill. You know, they're, they're, you might talk about a range of topics, but with women, it can actually get, um, it's a lot more emotional. There's a lot more invested in it. And there's a lot more triggering that seems to go on. And that's something I've found difficult to manage with female friendships over the years. I, I love having a mixture of friendships, like with men and women. But yeah, I, so yeah. do I. I've just found that it's um, it can be more complicated with women, and that's that's in some ways that can be a good thing because it can be you can talk to them about anything. So you think more more emotionally in depth a, yes. a lot of, a lot more. They're probably uh, right. Yeah, I yeah. Again, that this is not going to be fair. One, this has been my experience, um, and I think it's more pronounced in your thirties if you if you choose have kids or not because just by default and I know with, you know with my family members who had kids women then are each other's support networks for their yep. kids and stuff and then you know just by that default and the time it takes to raise little kids and you know it can yeah when, when being single through your 30s as a single woman can be really yeah well you can sort of find yourself out on no man's land so to speak yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, I totally understand, but it can, it can actually happen the opposite way to Melanie. I saw, um, you know, friends of mine that had kids early had the same experience. You know, they, they were sort of cut out of the loop or you know, not, not really cut out of the loop, but, you know, they're busy. They've got kids. They've got kids to look after and their other yeah. friends are still out doing things and whether it's they're off surfing or they're off, you know, 
doing something on the weekend and they're at home home with the kids. So I can actually yeah. work both ways. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, especially if you have kids like in your early twenties, you know, that can be a real cutoff from from your friendship group that you yeah. may have had from high school. Well, I'm really lucky as well, Mel, is that I've got quite a few very close female friends, including you. You know, yep. you, you've been a very good friend to me over the last 10 years. But I'm I'm very lucky also that I just don't have the boys around. Like I've got my circle yep. of friends around them, you know, my the guys that I play in a band with and stuff like that are really great friends of mine as well. But I also have some very good old friends that I've that I have a very good um good relationship with that are female and those those friendships are different you know they are um you 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 know you can sort of let your guard down a little bit more I think um so and you know sometimes the the boys they just want to if you're going through a bit of a rough time they they want to distract you want you you want to take you out and do something that sort of makes you feel better and and I actually find that that is really really important as well um but you know I'm lucky that most of my uh, male friends are are very um you know very good talkers and very good listeners and will share their feelings and emotions as well but I think it's very important for guys to have some good female friends friends in their lives as well yeah absolutely and I think about to some of my regrets I think going into my 30s is how much expectation I had from friendships because they were absolutely a vital part of my life particularly through high school when I was really you know struggling at home Um, and then this when my whole life all through my 20s and right into my early 30s so I had I had really high expectations and I now realize that that is possibly what could have been the end of some of my friendships because so what, what do you mean what do you mean what was what was your high expectations no I just actually really I just valued friendship so highly and probably because you know I mean you would know this I think I've spoken in our first podcast you know I was single for like 18 years I wasn't mm. in a relationship so friendship was my primary primary relationship so in that way that was very different for a lot of people. Like people were managing relationships, kids, work, and then friendships. Whereas I played, like I pretty much put my life on, in my friendships. And I think that right. was a bit of pressure going into my 30s on people. Okay. And because I am someone who, and this is what I found with my female friendships, is that a lot of my female friends have commented how I can be quite triggering as I'm actually really I'm not afraid to talk about anything and I'm just like and I'm quite opinionated like I'm quite upfront in my opinions and that's something some feedback that I've got from women that that can be quite confronting and that's and I don't have that experience at all with male friends because that you could just say anything to a lot of guys and it'd be just like, oh, yeah, whatever. So that's yeah, you and I, I have talked about that. Yeah, now. this is you've actually said because you know, you and I can have we've had some ding dong discussions and um, you know, which have often led to you know, differing of ideas, mm. but it, I, I almost thrive off that, you know, like I kind of like that banter that we have, yeah, but I have just and then again it's just about attracting 
your tribe because I've just, you know, I reconnected about 18 months ago with um, my sister's friend that we went to high school with who, you know, was mainly her friend, but we've ended up being really good friends and she is someone that I could say anything to. Like she's been right. in the industry before, so she's kind of like um, a producer and journo. So that's where I think that you have to find your tribe and know yourself enough to know who's going to be someone that you're going to be compatible with friends with because the the number one thing that you should feel in a friendship is complete comfort to be yourself right totally exactly and that's and you don't you don't want to feel like you're walking on eggshells and I think that has been my experience um, over the last couple of years particularly with my female friendships and and they have now ended because I don't want to be triggering someone I don't want to have someone who's not not always triggered by me or I am triggered by their response I just want to feel really like I can just be myself and say whatever I want within reason you're not going to you know um, but yeah, I think that that's something that's come up for me and, you know, and I've, I've actually just recently met another new, um, girlfriend and it was through my dancing, which we're about to release on the. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. And what's really interesting about that is that when we go to dance, it's silent. Like, so there's no talking once you enter the dance room. So I just purely went on energy. I'm like, I would really like to be friends with that girl. <laughs> and it turns out that she felt the same, but we didn't end up talking um, until, you know, we'd, we'd been dancing a few times and she came out afterwards and we just started chatting. And then we tentatively made plans to catch up with coffee. And yeah, and now we hang out. So I think so, for me, I found that it, it just needs to happen organically as well, where... Yep. Yeah, it's it's kind of an energetic exchange. So yeah, it's I, a bit different. You know, when you see kids making friends, like I see my six year old daughter making friends, and she'll, she'll she'll make friends with anyone at the playground really quickly. But and and you know, when you're in your even teens and early twenties through those work environments or uni or college or college environments, I think it's easier to make friends then. But Mel, in your forties, it's it's a lot different, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely. But sometimes you just got to take the chance. <laughs> you just got to say, you know, I remember, you know, when I, you know, I was at work in my 30s and I was sort of looking for a new friend. And I did just go up to someone and say, would you like to be my new friend? And, you know, <laughs> like just putting yourself up there. I mean, it's, it is about being uh, the same rejection fears come up if you, if you ask someone out, you know, and you might want to strike up a friendship. It's the same stuff, right, that could come up. Um, and that's why I do think it needs to happen more organically as you get older, like you, you need to have shared interests. So going to dancing was a perfect, it's a shared interest, right? So I think that's when yeah. you get older, it's probably how people need to do it a bit more. And gyms are a big place where people meet friends, believe it or not. So absolutely shared interests, you know, and you being a musician, you would have, you would meet that through friends. So I think that would be how you can, you can meet people as you get older and, and have that. Yeah. Well, sort of mutual interests are really, really important, but for me, you know, like those sort of people, um, you, you know, you can have sort of those circles of people that come into your life at particular times, whether it's through a hobby or whether it's through the workplace or whether it's through, 
um, you, you know, uh, like a, a similar social setting. And sometimes those people can come in and out of your life and they, they were good friends at the time, but then, you know, think your circumstances change or, um, you know, things sort of life moves in a dire different direction or you move away, physically move away from those areas. And I've had friends over the years, Melanie, where, I'll often sort of think about how they are and have really great memories of that period of time, but not necessarily keep in touch with them like um, like those close circles that you have. What's yeah. your experience like that? Yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah, they're exactly the same. And through, you know, obviously a lot of spiritual work and that I've seen how people have come into my life for a reason um, as friends and gone out. And then I have a little process I do now, which is like an affirmation to thank yeah. once a friendship ends, right? Like you, because I believe all friends come into your life for a reason, um, whether Absolutely. it's something or to be someone, and you, you always will value that. And for me, like, I guess when people get older, friendships don't end the way that they normally do when people are younger, where, you know, there might be some conflict that comes up or there's something. It's just generally right. change you just change, right? And you move in separate ways. So I think that that you need to be grateful for the friends that you've had in different phases of your life and also grieve ones that, that you may have wanted to keep but that you may have felt them pulling away or vice versa. I've had that happen. You know, you can have that in a different situation. But, yeah, I think that it's... It's important. For me it's amazing how, you know, sometimes people come into your life and they can just have such a radical impact on your life. Uh, Mel, you and I are a classic example of that. We, we kind of met each other quite randomly. Then we started working together. Yeah. And then, um, you know, that led into a, a great friendship that we've had um, for, a, for, for, you know, 10 years now. And, and here we are with this amazing podcast that we just absolutely love doing. And I think that that's actually enhanced our friendship over the last couple of years of doing this yeah absolutely well, we wouldn't be doing the podcast again if we weren't friends but that <laughs> just came up when we both both were talking about it and that's what I'm saying about things being organic sometimes that's when you know you've got a real friendship when we were just talking one day and the idea came up and yeah now we're 22 episodes in and we're, we're going to do some workshops together and you know like I think that yeah where we're always going to be intertwined in in what we Can did. I tell you a story as well? Like I want to tell you a story on, on how, you know, those when people come into your life that, that have such a profound effect. So like, like I'm saying, I've, I've got um, a couple of really close circles of friends, um, you know, but, but going back to that, those sort of childhood friends of mine, I'll tell you, like my, my best mate Gary and I, he's more like a brother to me than a mate. Like we grew up, he, was, he lived next door to me over the back fence and I was five and he was seven and we're still hanging around together to this day. But, you know, there was another neighbourhood friend that I met um, and this is this is how it can happen, and this is um, is a is a really good story. I actually told this story at his wedding a couple of years ago. Um, I was invited to make a speech, and I told this story at a wedding. So when I went to um, uh, I, I, I changed schools when I was just late primary school because I was I was moving into a private school. I was in a very small little primary school. And so my parents thought it'd be a good idea for me to go to the, the, the 
the primary school of the high school that I was going to to get used to it and make some friends, basically. So the the week before I started at that school, I tripped over my friend Gary's fence and broke my arm quite badly. And so when I went to the new school, it was pretty brutal. It was an all-boys Catholic school. And they'd all known each other since grade one. And I was there in grade seven and I had a broken arm. So I couldn't really join in with any of the games. And what they did at that school was at the, at the start of the year, they did the trials for all the sports. So it's so okay. Okay. We got, you go in there, do, do the trial for rugby. You can do the trial for cricket. You do the trial for tennis and you do the trial for swimming and do the trial for athletics. Well, I missed all of that because I couldn't do any of them. So what did the school do? They thought, well, what are we going to do with the new kid? Let's make him the library assistant. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe that? Anyway, so I was like, okay, you know, I can't play the sport. So I went and I was the library assistant. Well, I copped utter ridicule. Everyone, I was, I'd never been bullied before and I'd never been teased before. And it was just, I just didn't know how to handle it. And so there was a group of cool kids in the grade and, you know, everyone was sort of sort of pretty much um, giving me a bit of stick. Hey, library assistant, can you get me a book and all that sort of stuff, right? So one day I, was, I lived fairly close to where, where the school was. So I was walking home from school and up the top of the hill was one of the cool kids from school yelling out, hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. And I looked up there and thought, oh, my God, that's that Chris guy. You know, I, I, I just put my head down and kept walking. I didn't want to be bullied. And he just kept yelling out, come up here, come up here. And I thought, oh, look, what do I do? Like, if I, if I keep walking, I'm just going to get teased. So I just walked up the hill and said, you know, yeah, mate, what do you want? And he goes, do you live around the corner? And I said, yeah. And he said, all right. He said, oh, I've seen you at school. Um, I didn't know you lived around the corner. My name's Chris. And I said, oh, how are you going? And he said, oh, you know, do you want to play some handball or whatever we were doing, right? So then we just sort of chatted for a little bit. And then the next day when I went to school, he came over to me and said, come here, mate. I'm going to introduce you to my mates. And um, from that day on, then, you know, I was sort of welcomed into that sort of group of friends at school and I started to really enjoy school. And then because Chris lived around the corner from me, then we sort of started hanging out after school. And then I introduced him to my friend Gary and that's how the three of us became friends in the neighbourhood. And so I was 11 years old. I turned 47 next year. So I don't know what the maths is, but that's a long time, 35 years plus of friendship. And his little girl and my little girl who are six and five are now best mates hanging out together and all of those friends and family are still as close as ever sometimes it can just take that one moment you know of um reaching out to someone to um i'll get quite emotional about it because it, it, it that was a big moment for me like i was you know like and then over all of these years when I've had struggles in, in, in you know, any time I've had struggles in my life, you know, that same guy 
and and that group of friends you know chris and gary and jeremy have just just been there through thick and thin and we've all been there for each other and it just takes someone sometime to just you know reach out and um you know it's 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 emotional for me because I got emotional when I told that story at, at the wedding. Everyone thought I was going to say something really funny. I probably did, you know, uh, afterwards, but um, there's many funny stories I could have told. But I think that was, um, you know, really important to let people know how, how valuable I, 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 that experience was. John, I reckon that's a perfect way to wrap up the episode and to say to our listeners, reach out, put yourself out there, to make new friends because you never know what can happen. Absolutely. And, and if you haven't been in contact with um, one of your friends after listening to this, pick up the phone, give them a call, organise to catch up. Absolutely. Well, thanks, everyone. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us with the algorithms. Um share it with your friends and um melanie i just want to say as well i really want to thank you for your friendship the last 10 years also you've been a rock yeah. in my life thanks Sean. over, over a long period of time and um you know I, I really value your friendship and um um you know you've, you've become one of my inner circle best friends and i want to thank you publicly yeah, same for me sean thank you Right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Okay.